0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of Connections is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that gets us thinking, gets us talking, gets us imagining, gets us connected, and maybe inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. And on this Saturday, we have one of my most favorite shows. We're talking about Park Square. And one of my most favorite co-hosts, Michael John Peace, has joined me today.
1: Back at you. I would say you're my favorite <laughs> co-host, but since it's the only show I co-host, I think you must be my favorite. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, we've got quite a group that you've brought today. Tell me about it. We do. So, uh, for those of you viewing, on my right is Rachel Wandry. <laughs> Happy
0: to be here, Michael. We are at Facebook Live. So join us.
1: Indeed. And on my left is the director of Pride and Prejudice, Lisa Chandler.
0: Thank you so much for coming. This is going to be a fun show. But first I want to talk about what's up right now at Park Square.
1: Well, we just closed two amazing shows that opened the season, Aubergine by Julia Cho, which was the directing debut of our new artistic director, Florilino Lagandino. and The Rocky Horror Show, which was wild and fabulous (laughs) and so different and attracted such a different audience. And you got rave reviews for both. We really did, yeah. And a shout out, I was thinking about this before the show but didn't You in. Uh, uh, Two of our last reviews for those shows were by John Townsend, the theater critic from Lavender Magazine, and we just last Mm. Sunday had a celebration of his life Mm -hmm. with his family in the Boss Stage. Um, And they were beautifully written reviews, and it was kind of an honor to have those be his last shows that That he reviewed. Yeah.
0: Well, it was sort of a a new uh, experiment to do something like the Rocky Horror.
1: It was, and we were going to go big and bold to open the season, and it was fun that it's a show that had its beginnings when Park Square had its beginnings back in 1975. Um, And unfortunately, the box office results were not what anyone projected. Mm. (laughs) The show has sold out everywhere it's been done in the Twin Cities over the last 20 years, um, but not for us. Mm. (laughs) Um, So unfortunately, we took a big hit on that show. And then we took a less big but still meaningful hit on Aubergine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, we have had to restructure our season going forward because we have to be really intentional about how we protect the future of the theater Mm -hmm. and not let ourselves get swept up in. But the next show, Mm -hmm. the next show, it's like, right. But it's we've been around for 45 years. And so to be around another 45, you have to make hard choices. So it was heartbreaking to let go of Evita and Miss You Like Hell in the upcoming season, Um, but, you know. But
0: maybe it's a future coming attraction.
1: Indeed, because there's still shows we really believe in.
0: Absolutely. It, um, it's, it's in the, the possibilities for maybe next year or the year after or sometime.
1: Right. And as I always say to um, my artistic director, um, co-partner in the theater, both when it was Richard Cook and now with Flortolino, is, you know, every year there's at least one million shows we don't do. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs>
0: and one show that I absolutely adored mm-hmm. last year— You're bringing back.
1: Yes. We'll hear more about that later, but Marie and Rosetta... Uh, the fabulous story of Sister Rosetta Tharp, the godmother of rock and roll. Won't that be terrific? It will be.
0: A good holiday show to rock and Mm -hmm. roll with.
1: Oh, for sure. So one of the things as we look ahead, we've ever since we opened the Andy Boss stage five years ago, it's really turned us into a theater center where Mm -hmm. we're a home for other companies, whether it's for one show or multiple shows. And as we um, look at our way forward, that's becoming even more important. Mm -hmm. We're talking to potential academic partners like Metro State. Are there things... Does their playwriting class do their stage readings on the boss stage? Mm -hmm. We're talking to other companies about having more of their season on the boss stage than just these one-offs. Because our audience has really enjoyed the spicy sauce that these other artists Mm -hmm. bring to the Park Square mix. uh, And we never envisioned that we would uh, produce, you know, fully on both stages Mm -hmm. because that's just – Way too much. You know, we have to remember, all theater is incredibly risky. I think maybe if we were doing Hamilton, uh, it might hit its audience projections. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you can know your audience so well, but you don't know what they're going to do absolutely. week but, you by know, week.
0: One of the things that I think is wonderful about Park Square is you've always done community work, mm-hmm. whether that's in education, reaching out to multicultural audiences, multicultural partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's developed uh, a a, as you say, theater center, I think it also is becoming more and more a leader in the St. Paul area. Oh, well, thank you yeah, for that. Yeah. Well, and I
1: think, you know, the, the fall shows in particular really proved that we're meeting the mission, mm-hmm. even if we're not meeting the budget, mm-hmm. um, which is really critical. Um, you know, what was exciting about Aubergine, both for students, because that was a show we had student matinees of about 500 students saw that, um, is that the audience, the new audience was so diverse. Mm-hmm. So our survey results told us that 54% of those new audience members were Asian or multi-ethnic, mm-hmm. and 67% were under 45, mm-hmm. right? And only—now, this is this is for the data wonks out there. <laughs> there might be a few in your audience. Uh-huh. I'm just, <laughs> just going to yeah. put that out there. There might be a few. Um, that there, uh, that only 50% had bachelor's degrees, which sounds like, what does that have to do with theater? But the traditional theater-going audience, especially at Park Square, mm-hmm. is incredibly overeducated, mm-hmm. I mean, like 100% with bachelor degrees and, you know, 60 to 70% with advanced degrees. And so we're really we're really getting that audience of the future, that audience that's been marginalized or not found the opportunity to see themselves on stage. And so much with Aubergine set in the Korean American immigrant community, that's what we were hearing. There was one amazing student matinee where it was mostly students about, and, and overall it played to 43% students of color. Um, so really diverse, lots of Asian American students in the audience. But then we had a group from adult basic education. So these were adults between 30 and 50 who are learning learning or perfecting their English. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids are out of school or they just arrived. Mm-hmm. And so the post-show discussion with these adults who were in the same place these students' wow. parents were sure. and how that show hit them was truly amazing. Um, And then Rocky Horror, well, Lisa was in the house to see the audience for Rocky Horror.
2: Well, and I was in the house for Aubergine as well and can talk to that experience. But Rocky Horror, I went to see it. I have one of my former students was playing Janet, so I was obviously going to go see and support her. But I wanted to go anyway, and I went and had a, a great time. And I was struck by the difference in the makeup of the audience for that show than what I've been seeing in some of the past park square shows I've come to see there was a there was a new youth v- group mm-hmm. there that felt uh really exciting mm-hmm. and then there was an uh, an older gentleman you know a, a boomer <laughs> type right. Uh, right in front of me with all this sea of young people and he got up and did the time warp with them <laughs> right? and I mean it was so
1: Because, of course, what we forget is he probably could have taught them the Time Warp. (laughs) I know he was out there in 1975. And I I
2: was, too. (laughs) Right. I went every weekend in high school to Uh, see Rocky Horror. So I I did identify with that, and I just thought it was beautiful to see mm -hmm. this range of people there.
1: Oh, and I I was almost going to forget we had a week-long engagement, mostly for schools, but we did have three um, general audience performances of a great show called Page in Full. Um, And... Is it all right if I say that um, the general audience performances were – uh, not as well attended as we would have liked but it was a completely different thing uh, mm-hmm. one woman's original story of growing up in Baltimore as a as a multiracial woman told mm-hmm. through hip-hop dance and theater um, but I talked to some of our really staunch longtime subscriber donors who had brought grandchildren to it and they they loved the show as the, the adults the grandparents but they also really loved how the show spoke to their grandchildren of whatever race you know that this was just a story story of now and the school matinees were pretty much sold out and again the the discussion and the sense of Wow, this is my life right now. And we had we had gotten some teachers who were really used to booking um, things like a raisin in the sun, you know, things mm-hmm. we've studied, things we've grown up with to say this is this is going to meet the discussion needs that you want to have. Sure. It's just not something you can read. And the reports we've been getting back of the how it's changed the discussion in the classroom and what bubbled up after that show. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that I think is happening is that a lot of theaters are facing audience is not um, meeting their projections. Right. And I think part of it is is that there's a cocoon mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mentality because there's so much coming at people mm-hmm. um, with the changes that are happening in our world, in our government, in our culture, that it almost is overload and people are, are withdrawing. What I want to encourage our audience to think about is instead of cocooning It's very healing to be in community. Mm -hmm. And I think theater, when you are part of the art, you know, the the art does not exist without us there. There is something very fulfilling to have. a a vision that's positive. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of our vaccine (laughs) during these tough times. And Park Square is like a most wonderful vaccine. And even though you're not having quite the number of audience, Mm -hmm. I think if there's a concerted push from all of us to encourage not only going, but bringing our friends and turning it into an opportunity, Mm -hmm. that's not just a good artistic experience. It's a healing experience to be able to be looking at important issues
3: not an important issue, but with Rocky Horror, our front-of-house team really embraced all of the participation and audience interaction that's part of the classic camp film. Toast! Exactly! <laughs> uh, Trench so they, they put together participation packs uh, that audience members could bring into the theater, and the first time you feel water from the water guns, and you're like, oh my gosh, where's my <laughs> newspaper? I need to have the right. newspaper to put over my head. It was uh, You don't get that when you're at home by yourself. It no. was such a group yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing, you know, the studies have shown—and I'm just going to keep coming back to this fact because it was so revelatory revelatory to me—is that when you're in the theater— as the show goes on, everyone's heartbeat adjusts yeah, to, the to the people same. around them. Isn't that wild? And that can't happen when you're hunkered down watching Netflix, much mm-hmm. as we love to do that too, yeah, right? Yeah. And the con- because this is Connections, um, I'm going to um, wrap up my thoughts on this segment with, it was one of the early performances, and Kathy Burdan, the arts editor from Pioneer Press, was telling me afterwards how much she loved it. She sat next to a guy from Texas who founded the hospice there okay. that wound up taking care of his dad and just— She's like, I never would have met this man and heard this story if we hadn't been to theater together.
0: And it's about sharing stories, isn't it? It sure is. And making that connection. So, you're listening to Connections Radio Show here on AM 950. Stay with us because we're going to go into Pride and Prejudice (gasps) next segment. And it's going to be fabulous. So, stay long and stay with us. Introducing a new day of the week. Someday.
4: Now, everything you are going to do someday is on the calendar. Want to retire someday? You'll really want this. A My Social Security
0: account at socialsecurity.gov. You can estimate your future benefits and manage current
3: benefits online. Millions of people have a My Social Security account. Get yours today, because someday is here at socialsecurity.gov.
2: I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind-body-spirit-emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life.
5: Hackers, ransomware, security breaches. As I speak, cybercriminals are stepping up their attacks on businesses like yours. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld of Rymark. Rymark has the expertise and experience necessary to navigate your company to safe water. We launch our process with a network security assessment. We'll uncover the hidden threats to your business and provide you with a map to peace of mind. And it's free. Call 651-328-8900 or go to IT. Dot com to schedule your free security assessment today. Wendy, great
4: news.
2: What's the great news, Robert?
4: Hey, we're on Wednesdays now at 5 p.m.
2: That's great. What's the name of the show?
4: Uh, Pilots Playhouse, I don't know.
2: Pilots Playhouse, that's terrible.
4: <laughs> that is terrible. Hey, everyone should listen in and see what we come up with.
1: So what's the new show about?
4: Well, we'll have local and national news and guests that you don't hear anywhere else.
0: Wednesdays at 5.
4: See you then. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister, as well as a soldier, and you know, supporting their country.
2: Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join.
4: Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others.
2: It's validating knowing that you know I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future, and I know that my sisters are gonna be amazing soldiers.
4: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well.
2: I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture.
4: Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
0: Good morning and welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about things that matter. And today we're talking about the Park Square Theater and all the ways it matters to us and the community and things to know and things to do. And in this segment, we're going to have the chance to um, talk about Pride and Prejudice. But before I do so, I want to make sure everyone knows that we have Michael John, my co-host for the show.
1: In the house. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, we were all jamming out to the music. Uh Yes, we
0: were. It was lots of fun. So, Michael John, you have brought... the director of Pride and Prejudice plus your marketing director so introduce them both to us yeah
1: so Rachel Wandry our marketing and community engagement <laughs> director yeah indeed <laughs> um, and Lisa Chan are making her Park Square directing debut yes I'm so happy to yes
0: <laughs> so welcome Lisa we're glad you're here thank you me too so i hear there's a story about how you came to do the show
2: yeah well the story is is uh, that i had never in my life read a book by Jane Austen which I'm oh, embarrassed of now. my goodness. I know. <laughs> the
1: I university know. didn't pull your <laughs> credentials is wrong after with that? They should
0: have. We will not do the uh, shame and blame. Let me just but tell But if you. we do, it will be on the educational
2: system. <laughs> what is astonishing about that is I was in... A, my first theater company was a feminist theater company. We did... Incredible comic work around social and political issues in Massachusetts. I still hadn't read Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. I think that in my childish self, when I was a girl, I thought she was associated with kind of a girly literature. You know, I, I dimis- dismissed it. Mm-hmm. I think some part of my sassy New York troublemaker, you know, didn't want to be associated. Now I, you know, anyway, Flor sent me the script, Kate Hamill's adaptation, um, along with a couple of other wonderful scripts, and said, "Which one speaks to you the most?" And I thought, well, it's not going to be Pride and Prejudice, because what do I know? <laughs> I read it, that? couldn't put it down, uh-huh. laughed out loud, not knowing the characters, not oh knowing goodness. the... And then, of course, I, I, I ran, not walked to the novel. And now I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I have no idea how I missed her all those years. Well, she
0: came to you when you were ready.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Or to, had room. to come...
0: Completely embrace it. Yeah, and, and also, so now it's sort of a confessional. Now you've been absolved.
2: I've been absolved. Okay, good. I hope so. It's, I did. I, I've joined all kinds of Jane Austen groups. I'm very. <laughs> I'm on. I'm online all the time with this fabulous scholar, Devaney Loser, who's hmm. a scholar of Jane Austen, who's also a roller derby queen. Oh, that. Okay, and so now that really no. okay. like describes the I show. Know. In some and many ways. she used to come to Park Square. Oh. When I told her I was doing it here, she got so excited. She said, "Oh my gosh, that was one of my favorite theaters." Um, and she's the. The uh, You know, the sort of enfant terrible of the Jane Austen world. She loves Jane Austen. She's a scholar, top scholar. She's an Augsburg graduate as well. Anyway. So, so. In,
0: in doing the show, it sounds like you've brought lots of different elements to be thinking about.
2: I did. and all, Well, I did add some elements. And Kate Hamill did a lot when she already, this playwright who took mm-hmm. the play and just opened it up in a way that is um, unusual for Jane Austen, I think. Well, not now. I mean, there's Jane Austen with zombies, and there's, you know, it's everything. (laughs) I say uh, Jane Austen reminds me of Shakespeare or um, Moliere, really, the Mm -hmm. great French playwright, in that she deals with really high-stakes, life-and-death issues. Because for the women in this play, it really is, uh, if they don't get married, they're on the street, literally. It's survival. It's survival, it's life and death. Mm -hmm. But... But like Moliere, she uses that pen, you know, like a a knife. I mean, she it's funny. She's so clever. Wicked. Wicked funny. Wicked funny. And her, her descriptions of characters are so succinct and clear. You go, oh, I know that person. Mm-hmm. I know that kind of person. I know that kind <laughs> Like Shakespeare. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, Jay, uh, Kate Hamill has made a play that uh, requires only eight actors to perform all the characters in Pride and Prejudice that are in the play. And... By, so they're all doubled. They're all doubled or in some cases tripled. And they're also played by all genders are all mixed up
0: sometimes. Nice.
2: Yeah. So the, the actor that plays Mr. Bennett also plays Charlotte Lucas, the neighbor <laughs> who marries Mr. Collins. Uh-huh. The actor that plays Miss Bingley, she also plays Mr. Wickham and Mr. Collins. Oh, my goodness. You know, And, so, and Mary Bennett is played by Neil, who plays also Mr. Bingley. So this makes for double It sounds
0: a little bit like musical chairs, too, where the chair gets
2: pulled, who gets... And and there is so many fun moments where they have to very quickly (laughs) change the final, you know, I won't Uh, give a lot away, but there is one scene, we just worked it last night, that uh, is so funny. Because it's the cleverness of how do they get in and out of one character and into the other in a split second, right? And it's such it's such a masterful cast that they're doing it in stunning ways. And we have costumes by the great Sonia Berlowitz, who are, that are so they're malleable and easy, and it's just so fun. Um, so yeah.
0: So as you were approaching this, was there some big ideas that you wanted to make sure yeah. were brought to life? Tell me about those.
2: There's a couple. There, I would say there's probably two. One is that there's this real joy of watching actors do what actors do. So I've asked to have a very open spaced uh, theater set. So there really isn't a lot of set. There's a playing area that almost feels like um, a sporting arena, like a boxing ring. And it's very delineated. Or a game board. Or a game board. Or, <laughs> yes, exact chess board uh-huh. at, at moments. Yes, so that the actors are almost tagging each other in to play the different moments. Mm. And then scenic elements are, are all part of it as well that roll in and roll out. So it's really, really fast changes. And fluid. Very fluid. Uh, there's no blackouts and we change set. It's all done right in front of you. And when the actors aren't in the scene in character, they're just on the outer edges watching. And tech, getting tech. ready. Tech. <laughs> or they're getting into the next character. Not to take focus, but just to show all of it. So you mm-hmm. see the backstage. I love that. You see the stage. You see all the scenery that's going to be coming in and on. And it is truly enjoyable to watch. It's very simple looking, but it's sort of sexy. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's great.
0: Now, I'm going to take us back for a little bit, and then I know we only have a few minutes left in the segment. But your background, me yeah. a little bit, you, you,
2: I understand that there was a, um, Novi Most? Novi Most is still, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I have a theater company that does a lot of work between Russia and America, but bilingual work and other, mm-hmm. uh, in Russia and here. Um, and that's a company I founded with my partner a long time ago. And mm-hmm. we keep doing work. We just did a piece about Isadora Duncan last year. That nice. was great. And then, um, I had a company before that in Massachusetts called Sleeveless Theater for about 10 years in the 90s. <laughs> yes. I'm that old. <laughs> and I also um, am a professor over at the University of Minnesota in the Department of Theater Arts and Dance. So I'm also an educator, which is another reason why I'm happy to be a part of Park oh, Square. Right. And I, you know, Novi Moss has taken my life for the last decade. I've lived in Minnesota for 10 years, mm-hmm. basically. I'm a New Yorker. Um, and uh, I finally have a, a moment in my life where I can reach out more and do more freelance, and it's exciting for me to get to do
1: that because I've missed it. Yeah, it we- is, and it's so so exciting to have an educator directing mm-hmm. the show where we're gonna. It has to play to teens, and Absolutely. this is- and it will. Yes.
2: <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> they'll be wild. There, for it.
2: I'll just say this: there is both Regency dances mm-hmm. and Queen, Ooh. the band in this show. How can you not love that? I, and there, I will, you know, that's, I don't want to give too much away, we'll but you get both that. those things.
0: <laughs> very, very cool.
2: Would you say that this is the the type of
0: work you like to do? This, yes. This genre, so it has like, you said dance you're part of as well. Absolutely. So it has a dance element yeah. as well as a I love, theatricality. I and, love
2: bodies moving. Mm-hmm. I love smart words being spoken. Mm-hmm. I love to watch actors do what actors do best and gives designers a space where they get to be as creative as possible. And I don't like it when we talk down to the audience. Mm-hmm. I think audiences are incredibly bright. So, yeah, this is exactly in my wheelhouse. It's choreographing things moving in space and it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of helping to make a conversation from a play. And also,
3: I have to say, you know, brilliant cast.
1: Oh, yeah. So We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah.
3: Rachel, when are the dates again? Uh, opening on... November 22nd. Previews begin November 15th, and the show runs through December 22nd.
0: And if folks want to know more information, can you give them the dot
3: org. So Woo! look it up now,
0: guys. You don't want to miss the show. It's going to sell out. I just know I it. hope so. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned with us, and we'll hear more about the actors in the fun show Pride and Prejudice at Park Square Theatre. We'll be back
4: after just a of minutes. <laughs> This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with, listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment.
1: Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources.
5: Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that
1: solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com.
0: Finding a lawyer is incredibly stressful. It can be tough to know where to start. So start with the Hennepin County Bar Association. They can connect you with over 200 thoroughly vetted, qualified attorneys practicing in over 50 areas of law. Not sure if you need an attorney or what type of attorney to request? The referral counselors at Hennepin County Bar Association can help. Call 612-752-6666 or search for Hennepin County Bar Association. The right call for the right lawyer.
1: With your AM nine fifty weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we could see rain, the high near forty. While tonight some rain and snow, the low around twenty seven. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, with the temper around twenty four. Monday partly sunny, the high near eighteen, and Tuesday mostly sunny, the high near nineteen. The Eat Local Minnesota restaurant of the week is Cafe Latte. They have a bakery specializing in fresh breads and desserts, including their renowned chocolate turtle cake. Come try their pizza and wine bar with an extensive wine list by the glass on Victoria and Grand in St. Paul. More info at eatlocalminnesota.com.
0: Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We're so glad that you all joined us today. We're having fun talking about Park Square. We have Michael John Peace, one of my most favorite co-hosts. Welcome Michael John.
1: Oh always a pleasure. And I brought these great women with me.
0: You always bring great people, but tell me who you brought this week.
1: Well we've been talking most recently with Lisa Channer, the director of Pride and Prejudice, making her Park Square directing debut, and our fabulous community engagement and marketing director, Rachel Wandrai.
3: So excited
0: to be here. We're glad that you're here. So in our last segment, you were telling us about how you came to discover mm-hmm. Jane Austen yeah. and how she has inspired you yeah. to look at the world differently yeah. and to bring uh, life to Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So tell me about some of the folks that you've cast. So you you had this yeah. inspiration You've, you've yes. discovered Jane for the first time. Yes. And you have this and amazing a, play.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and the adaptation by Kate Hamill cannot be underspoken about. I mean, she's just, it's extraordinary what she's done. She's really busted open in a new way. Um, but then I got the pleasure of auditioning, you know, many, many actors. <laughs> right. uh, of course, because a lot of people, we called in a lot of people for this show. And I have a cast that is just, you know, I don't know what to say. They're perfect. I have not, you know. They're perfect. It's a it's a range of people. So there, there we have George Keller playing Mrs. Mrs. Bennett. She's a well known actor with um, Ten Thousand Things and other companies in town. Jungle. She does a lot of work at many theaters in town. She's sort of stunning, uh, and. Um, the two, Darcy and Lizzie, are China Bricky, who I think has been on Park Square stage before, oh, yeah. right? She's in Romeo and Was Juliet. she Juliet? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Paul Rutledge, who is, um, I don't know if he, if this is his. I think it might Premiere. be his debut. Yeah, yeah, anyway, he's also, they're just stunning together. And then the cast is rounded out by Sarah Richardson, who I think your audiences know very well, who is killing it as Lady Catherine de Bourgh, mm. the <laughs> old Dowager uh, <laughs> character. And it's so, she's so tiny and it's so funny to watch her do it. Neil Beckman is playing. Um, I love Neil. Neil is stunning, yeah. yeah. He's playing Mr. Bingley, uh-huh. the kind of golden retriever kind of
1: character in <laughs> <Yeah. he> plays. <laughs> so you were talking happy. about how he's Austin an writes these characters uh-huh. that are instantly recognized. And then I loved Kate Hamill's yes. uh, description of the characters in the script. Yes. You know? Bingley
2: is a retriever and Darcy is his master. And so, <laughs> and Neil has taken that all the way. There, is, there are balls and the literally balls being thrown around and bounced and, and dogs chasing balls and all that. So there's. And he, and he was in the Agatha Christie.
1: He was, yeah, yes. Yeah. So which, was Sarah. Which, 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 was Sarah. Yeah. which
2: also had a lot of
0: nice play of going yeah. back and forth in different characters or, and yeah. whatnot.
2: Yes. And he's also playing Mary Bennett, the youngest what? daughter, who <laughs> is in this version a kind of. She's in a Bronte novel uh, uh, you know it's an Austin world but she's stuck in a, in a Charlotte Bronte world uh, she's out on the moors with Heathcliff um, <laughs> I can see him yes and mopping. very funny he's very funny and it's just hysterical um, one fun fact uh, oh and McKenna McKenna Kelly has rounds out the cast with playing three characters she plays Mr. Collins Mr. Wickham and Miss Bingley mm-hmm. the kind of rich snobby sister mm-hmm. of Bingley so we have this is that did I get everybody I guess I did yeah I think I did Oh, Alex Gaelic. Yeah. Alex <laughs> Gaelic, playing Mr. Bennett and um, Charlotte Lucas, mm. the neighbor next door. They are, they, and I just want to say what's so fascinating to watch these actors work across gender, uh, because obviously it's a bit campy, it's a bit funny, but it isn't. It's actually they're playing, and, and Kate Hamill's very clear about this, they're playing the character, not the gender. So the fact is, any of us have a Darcy inside of us. Mm -hmm. We all have a part of us that's shy, nervous about public speaking, a bit maybe judgmental, but can hear and get criticism, right? Mm -hmm. We all have a Lizzie inside of us. We all have a Mary. And it's been beautiful to watch the actors embrace these characters that way. And
0: make the discoveries.
2: And make the discoveries. So for example, uh, McKenna was learning how to be Mr. Wickham, who when he's... Asking for what he wants, he stands still and he keeps looking at the person he's asking for it from, and doesn't back down. If that person reacts and, you know McKenna's instinct, having been raised female, is to kind of demur, and and slightly you know soften the blow. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's worked, and as soon as she did that, she went, oh my god, you know the performance of gender is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, on the other side, Alex has been learning how women. Uh, Pad things for men, so Charlotte often is getting her husband to do things by just sort of gently suggesting. And Alex was being quite direct one day in rehearsal and saying exactly. And I said, you know what, Charlotte probably goes around. And he was She's like, and you could see <laughs> he's got to manage them without making them angry. It's kind mm-hmm. of like it's the Commedia dell'arte. It is it's so, exactly the Puccinella.
0: It the, is the clever servant that just suggests to Capitano. it is
2: very much a Commedia piece. It um, feels like the comi- the skills that a good Commedia there. We talk about Lotzes in the show. There oh, are wonderful. literally Lotzes, yeah. Wonderful. So um, that's just been delightful to watch. Also, it's a cast made up of many different racial backgrounds too, which is also mm-hmm. beautiful to watch. Um, it's you know, it's a, and
0: make discover cultural discoveries. Yes, yeah, we've
2: been talking about it quite honestly. That England was never an all-white place. England mm-hmm. has always had people, and I'm a British citizen, so I, I I'm very interested in that. It's um, it's a place of. Lots and lots of plurality. So mm-hmm. we're having fun with that as well.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see Oh, it, it is so fun. I do have a question for you about, again, getting back to the dance element. Yeah. It seems to me, and with your education background, maybe mm-hmm. you can help me, it seems like I am seeing more and more dance becoming part of a yep. theater expression. Yeah. Um, and that it, for a long time, it, it, it sort of had did not have as
2: much spotlight. But you know, it feels to yeah. me dance
0: is becoming much more incorporated in I hope in so
2: because actually it's that's that's what makes theater not a slideshow. Mm-hmm. It's it's actual movement. It's not just words being spoken. It's right. the whole body engaged. Nothing against words and radio. I, but and I love words. Yes, <laughs> I don't I, that's I'm I'm but, a, but how you know, exciting
0: it is to pair When you put it all
2: together. And yeah. also it's something that's live. Yes. It's undeniable that a physical body is in front of you moving aside from what you were talking about earlier about the heartbeats, we also have the mirror neurons. Mm-hmm. When we watch a gymnast try to stick an ending, our bodies help them try to stick it. You know, I, and I, we we all get yes, we all do it. We're yes, with, we're doing yes. in a way our bodies are doing what the actors are doing. Yeah, on the stage. Olympics are are <laughs> are
0: exciting that way for me because I hold my breath and I am about to exactly. to, to do something. The as audience they do it. has yes.
2: these mirror neurons where mm-hmm. we're actually kind of physically going through what the p- people on stage are going through. So when you have the whole body engaged like that, and that's undeniable. That's different than TV. That's different than film. That's. The sweat and the breath and the life that goes through a body when it's engaged in physical action, you can only get that in a live theatrical experience. So, of course, we want that right now because we're looking – we're hungry for real personal contact. Authentic. Authentic and undeniably live. Mm -hmm. And that we can relate to.
1: Right. Well, and I'm interested – you know, people who love um, Masterpiece Classic – um, yeah. mm-hmm. Adaptations we'll of things like that. Well, because you've got that Regency dance, which is so oh, yes. fun. And what role? I mean, it played such an important role in life for mm-hmm. them.
2: Yes, it did. Right. We're learning that too. Uh, Scott Stafford is our our wonderful choreographer, and so he taught them Regency dances. And the actors aren't used to necessarily. We don't do the what they did back then anymore. Right. Get together and just dance, unless you go out to the clubs. Right. But those the Raves. Orga- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but those organized dances yeah. that are intergenerational yes. where everybody co- – I grew up square dancing because I you know, yes. grew up in upstate New York with Pete Seeger and everything. But, but not everybody does. We don't get mm-hmm. to do that anymore. And it's so it's so invigorating. We all learned – the first rehearsal, we just learned dances and danced mm-hmm. for about three hours on the first rehearsal. And instantly we had a community. Instantly we were laughing. Yep. Instantly we were alive. Our blood was flowing. We were sharing molecules. And the whole room just came alive. And you know that's something that dance does that nothing else can do. Yeah, and it's or in- singing together. And it's can
0: instinctive. Do. I mean, I think we all when we dancers. look at children, they have a joy in dancing. Absolutely. As soon as they learn to walk, that's they're, right. They're moving. That's right. Uh, as soon as they learn to it's talk, it's our first language. Singing, it's yes. our
2: first language. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. So
1: I, you know, there's. Uh, the way Kate ha- Hamill has set this up, and our graphic designer who um, created the ar- original illustration for the brochure, was uh, sort of asking us before we knew, like, how much are we going to lean into the game right. of it and the bells. The game And of so love. tell yeah. us how, how, how that works. Cause I think
2: there are bells me. throughout, yes. Jane, uh, Kate Hamill writes about how any time something happens out of our control, which is very much what the play is about, control and autonomy of your life, uh, a bell rings of some kind, a doorbell or a servant bell or just chimes of a of is it our aha moment? It is. It's kind of like, oh, I can't control that. Okay. So it makes me go do something. So It's there's, the
0: turning on the dime.
2: Yeah, it is. And it's it's um, the forces that control us in a way that we can't really stop.
0: Which some Which people call fate. But fate or, or, or just society. Society, yeah. yeah.
2: In this play, probably it's uh, social uh, rules. The norms so that's that, going that on. limit.
1: The infamous they who don't let us do things. The man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big S. But um, – yeah, so that is going on. And then there's also um, through lines of particular kinds of dances that lead into other things. So we've kind of expanded that and turned it into some other stuff. Besides the bells, there's also balls, literal, literal like bouncing balls that are used in the show to connect themes. And then, of course, there's two balls dances oh, in the play sure. where a lot happens at the balls. And we have eight people making a room that is full of people dancing. And its Uh. I won't say how they do it because it's stunning. You really Uh believe you're in a room. There's no
1: puppets, though, right?
2: There's no puppets. Okay. (laughs) No puppets. No, no, no. Not that we have anything against puppets. (laughs) Nothing against Uh, puppets. But, again,
1: it's all what actors do. But it's all
2: what actors do. These are just, it's the beautiful magic of being able to create a room full of people out of eight bodies. And they really do it.
0: And their imaginations. And and Singularly
2: and together. And and then ours to. Ours that adds in, yes.
0: Well, that's
1: one of the fun things about the bare stage. Yeah. So our technical director was talking about my gosh, there's some like rigging from 1998 up there that needed to come down. So it was a good thing <laughs> that we had to clean it all out. You
2: know, and when we brought up the concept with my designer, Annie Katsura-Rollins, who's from Minnesota originally, now based in Toronto. But I thought this is the right show for her. So we brought her in for this show. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm so glad we did because she can do something this on this scale of simplicity and make it really stunning. You know, Because it's one thing to say less is more. Mm-hmm. Less is only more if the less is really good. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you don't want l- ugly less. It has right. to be beautiful less. So she's really good at that. And, and when we brought it up, I remember Floradolino, I think, or someone, maybe it was you, I don't know, said that your audiences had probably never seen the theater oh, right. backstage. Oh, and true. so this is, a, this is a new way to view their, their space that they love mm-hmm. with no artifice. They'll get to see everything that's back, been back there all Which along. Which is
1: always fascinating, right? When we do theater tours, yes. we're a little bored because we're like, "Well, this is where this happens," and they're like, oh, "Really?" Yeah. Oh, of course. This isn't your daily but, world. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. You, you were saying during the break mm-hmm. something about it's the lights. It's the lights that will that yeah that are enchanting.
2: They are. It's there's something about the off stage quote off stage area which is now visible mm-hmm. in varying levels of of light. Uh, some of it is literally you know table lamps and what we call practicals in the theater. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. real glow of like a living room light mm-hmm. sitting there so they can sit and watch each other. So when they're not on stage in a character, they're getting ready for their next scene but they're doing it in a space we call it the liminal space mm-hmm. where they're obviously they're still on stage we can see them but they really are just actors Mm. And so we get to watch them watch each other. And I I caught a glimpse yesterday of Sarah and Neil just sitting in and they all love e- they love each other and mm. it is a very talented cast. So there's never a rehearsal where everyone isn't riveted by what the others are doing, mm. you know, that it's that kind of cast where it's just how do they do that? So and I caught the two of them just sitting and looking at a scene mm. kind of, you know, just Ms. watching. Bryce. And I went that's what it's all about. Yeah. We get to see that and then they instantly they just snap into a character and they walk into the light and they're on stage and they're right there.
0: One of the things that for me makes a big difference between film and theater. And I love them both. Me too. But film, you are forced in a perspective of the eye of the camera, of yeah. what you're looking at. Yeah. Where when you have a feast at the theater... You get to pick... Whatever I want. Your in, eye can roam. Yes, it can, I can do a close-up look at, at one mm. and yet look at another. And it's I'm the one that's being the director of what I want to pull out of it. And the experience.
2: simultaneity of it is what's yes. so exciting. You yes. can be hearing and looking at yes. things all at once. Yes. So don't miss this. No special. It's special This this is a good show. A good show for
0: you to see Park Square Theater. And I wanna have the dates of that so our audience
3: December 15th through December 22nd. So it's coming
0: up. mm -hmm. It's coming up and um, for more information.
3: Parksquaretheater.org.
0: All right. So check it out. Come see the show. Yeah. We'll be right back for our last segment.
4: I'm Peter Rackliff from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM 950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com.
2: Visit the wine bar at Café Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine, the perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass, with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Café Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul.
5: I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Market and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls. We've grown them the same way since 1939, free range and without antibiotics. We're proud of the way our turkey tastes naturally, so we never add fillers or basting solutions. Just 100% pure turkey. And we're proud to remain an independent family farm. Looking for an extra special addition to this year's Thanksgiving feast? Our fresh, never-frozen turkeys remove the hassle of thawing and can be picked up just days before your celebration. Available at natural food stores across the region. Reserve your fresh, free-range Thanksgiving turkey for pickup at our store right on our farm in Scenic Cannon Falls or at one of our retail partners. For more information on finding our Ferndale Market Thanksgiving turkey near you, visit us at ferndalemarket.com. That's ferndalemarket.com. Thank you for your support of local foods and farmers. We'll hope to see you at Ferndale Market soon. FerndaleMarket.com. Don't wait. Get Black Friday appliance savings now from Warner Stellion. Our specialists
4: will help you choose from more kitchen suites than you can count. You'll buy at the guaranteed Black Friday price, then relax. Warner Stellion customers enjoy trusted, fast free delivery, basic installation, holloway, and 18 months interest free financing. Black Friday Appliance Savings before Thanksgiving from The Specialist, Minnesota's own, Warner Stellion.
2: Welcome back. That one was a
0: little surprise. I wasn't watching as carefully as I should have been. You're listening to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and I've got my co-host, Michael John Peace from Park Square Theater. He's also, in addition to his co-hosting, the executive
1: director. Oh, that just takes so little time. Oh, Park Square Theater. (laughs) Always a pleasure to be here. And we've got the great Lisa Channer, the director for Pride and Prejudice that we've been talking about, and Rachel Wandry, our marketing and community engagement uh, director. And finishing up our conversation about Pride and Prejudice, it really is, for those of you who may have been thinking, oh, I don't know, it's like... Without Colin in the role, can I even see it, right? I'm a purist.
2: The the purist. purist. Trust me.
1: Yeah, the language is there. The The
2: actors are embodying all those characters in such a classical, beautiful way. The heart of the story is there. I really believe this is a pride and prejudice for everyone. Right. And we're really not trying in any way to dismiss the sort of it's, classical roots. It's not a spoof.
1: Or, no, yeah, right. I mean
2: it is a spoof, but in a love, in such a loving, it's not a spoof. It's a satire. Satir- I don't even know what no, satire? No, you know what it is. It's a, it's a close hug. Oh, I mean, it's like yeah. a, it's an embrace. Don't of we it. all need a hug right now? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, Especially, do. You know? so I do. So I do think, as we you know? think about audiences, right? It's that classical piece that the mainstream theater goer might really be attracted to, and it's also the ones for like you who, for many of their years, have dismissed Jane Austen. Oh, I think that's boring. That's stuffy. It's or like,
0: didn't oh, know. no. Yeah. Right. Or didn't well, know that. I think it's yeah. a great one for the holidays. Bring yeah. the whole it family. Is. Bring, the bring the whole Thanksgiving whole family. and
3: pre-Christmas. Right. And for yes. those who can't get enough Jane Austen, I will That's shout right. out that there is another Jane Austen on stage over yes. in Minneapolis yes. at the jungle. Go jungle Miss Bennett, directed by Christina Baldwin, and uh, kind of the the next phase in what would happen to the Bennett family. And we're looking to get some of our actors together mm-hmm. um, to do some some fun conversations between you know who plays this Elizabeth and that Lizzie, and how mm-hmm. does how does she become. You know, from one to the other, or to get our two Marys in the room together, just well, really I think fun. that
0: that's worth a, a further conversation, and I, yeah. I will, I'll be pursuing opportunities for further <laughs> conversation on that. Look so, forward to that. you we we mentioned at the beginning of the show about Marie and rosetta you're bringing
3: it back indeed indeed we couldn't wait there was so much demand people saying i i saw it the last week i wanted to see it again but there wasn't time and i wanted to bring my friends and family Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and that show was at the holiday time which for a lot of folks is just too busy yeah right you've you've got two things that the whole family always does so there's not room for something new so bringing it back and in spring will be great yeah
0: terrific um also, you've got your education director leaving. Tell yes. me about Mary. Uh,
1: Mary created our program twenty six years ago, um, and she brought what was then completely unique of being having a history of being a rural Wisconsin English teacher, and being a th- trained theater director, and creating the program. That she wanted to bring her students when she was a teacher. So um, it's a it's a huge transition, but education has become such a bedrock of our mission, mm-hmm. um, and we can't we can't do a casting call or um, a call for someone to apply for a job without getting people who are like, oh, my first show was the Diary of Anne Frank, you know, oh. ten years ago or twenty years ago, or my first show was that Hamlet you did in nineteen whatever, right? It's um, so it, it's really great to see the longevity and that impact. And then also to look ahead, she's so excited for us to have someone with new and different energy to build on that, right? Um, So it's an exciting uh, transition. And even with the cuts we've had to make this season um, for the good of the theater and the good of the work, what we're really protecting is that core of the education program for middle and high school students from all over the Midwest.
0: So a big shout out and thank you to Mary. Yes, for sure. You're doing some interesting things with face-to-face. Tell yeah. me about that program. So
3: well, even with the changes that we've had coming to this season, we want people to know that there's still, in, counting Pride and Prejudice, four more shows coming up in Park Square season. Uh, and the next one is called Face-to-Face, our Hmong community, March 5th through 15th. And it's a really new kind of an initiative for Park Square. We're partnering with the incredible Ping Chong. Um, Ping Chong and Company is the, one of the premier uh, companies doing community-engaged work. And so working directly with specific communities that they're invited to come in and work with, doing intense interview processes, and then writing a script Mm. with the people who will eventually be performing it themselves.
0: It seems like a really nice addition after the great partnership you had with Aubergine.
3: Indeed, indeed. Aubergine, we connected with so many different groups. Um, The American-Korean Connection brought a group to see. The show we worked with Ecolab, the 3M um, brought their Asian affinity group to see the play. Uh, And so with the New Direction leadership from Floralino Lagondino, just really investigating those community relationships we can build.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, and we had a great partnership Throughout each season uh, with um, Lucas Erickson's On Stage program, which Mm -hmm. takes actors, so in this case from Aubergine, to um, college classrooms uh, for a little bit of performance and discussion. And then students get to come see the show. Over
3: 80 college students come and see Aubergine. Mm.
1: Right. Uh, Most of them first generation. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you about subscriptions. (laughs) Uh (laughs) They still exist. Yes, they
3: certainly do. <laughs> and you packages. Can do a choose your own package, yep. uh, you know, of three to four productions. Um, we also have something called a square pass, where you get four tickets um, that you can mix and match and choose however you want. If you want to bring three of your best friends to see one show, done. If you want to go by yourself, treat yourself and see all four shows, or do two and two. So in that one, you can purchase in advance. It's kind of like a golden pass. You get a code. You get a. Dis- <laughs> you get your own code, and when you decide, ah, I'm free on that date. That's when I want to go. That's when you go to our website, parksquaretheatre.org and book your seat.
0: Both ways are nice. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I like having a date and, and be given a date, and I just uh, far enough in advance it's on the calendar.
3: And but, sometimes it's yeah. Thursday, and you don't want you don't know what you're doing exactly. over the weekend. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Or you find out that you know, hey, I've heard I really want to go see this show early. I want to, and, and
3: mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. it for this date, but I want to go see it this date. So,
0: I, or you might want to see it again. Mm-hmm. You love it so much, so mm-hmm. why not?
3: Yeah. So face to face in March, and then, like you were talking about, Marie and Rosetta coming back. And then we're doing uh, Holmes and Watson by Jeffrey Hatcher in the summer. Oh,
1: we just had auditions. It's going to be so fun. <laughs>
0: well, Jeffrey Hatcher's movie's coming out yes. November 15th. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Jeffrey uh, yeah. has been on the show a few times. I, he knows I absolutely adore him. <laughs> so we
2: may have to it's get brilliant. him back. I had no it's a fun show. script, yeah. too. Oh. It's one of the, yeah, it's a great script. He's
0: so good. Yeah. Do you know he it's used so to clever. write for Columbo?
2: No. Yes. Oh, yes. Really? I remember watching did. that Sunday. night show. With I did too.
0: I loved it. <laughs> so, yes, that was one of the first things I'd found out. I took classes from him years and years oh. ago. And it was like, he wrote for Columbo. <laughs> and, and every once in a while, I'll see something and oh, go, that's kind of a Columbo esque moment. <laughs> that's
1: funny. Yeah. So,
0: great shows, great opportunities. A couple different subscription packages.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us how to get uh, online. Give us the website.
3: Park Square Theater, and we spell theater T R E. So yes. Park Square Theater. But I find that if org, you start with Park Square, <laughs> it sort of fills in the rest. It'll populate <laughs> for you. Easy.
1: And of course, next Thursday is Give to the Max Day. Yes. Um, and so, of course, all the arts, right? It's like the great mall of charity. You can go click all the organizations you care about. And we certainly hope that those of you who have attended or who care about what we're tr- the connections we're trying to make in the community will choose Park Square.
0: And I do wanna advocate for you all because you do have high artistic standards, but you're deeply connected in the community and you're making a difference. Thank you so much. I think it's a powerful statement that you all make in
1: connecting and creating art in community. Hear, hear. And thanks for making us part of your connection.
0: Absolutely our connections. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to AM950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota Connections Radio Show. And stay with us next week as well. We'd love to have
2: you back and be sure not to miss a Park Square Theater show. It's terrific. I love
4: you.